A new AFL season begins this week. The Eagles travel to Brisbane on Saturday for a tough first-up battle with the Lions. The Dockers are at home on Sunday to the Bulldogs. I'm delighted to say that we've got a great AFL prize to give away this season. More will be unveiled later, but you and a friend could be at the grand final this year. I wonder if my next guest will be John Warsfold. A very good morning to you. Yeah, thanks very much, Jeff. Do you like going to grand finals if you're not in them? Uh... Yeah, I don't mind going to them, but um, I, yeah, you feel a bit strange. Hey, um, I don't imagine you ever imagined that the two years after a premiership would have been so tough. What do you reckon you've got from that experience? Oh, I learned a massive amount. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully, well, the, the aim is that we always learn from those those things and, uh, and use the things we learned to put new practices into place to make sure that uh, we improve. So, um, yeah, some of the things, uh, even just how we treat our injured players and the process we have in place there, we we learned a lot from that last year because we had so many um, serious injuries. So there's a lot of things that you can take out. Um, The the key thing that that you learn or that we already know is that uh, to be at the top in this competition, it is the elite uh, or football AFL Australian Rules competition in in the world and it's uh, it's pretty cutthroat and if you're not quite on your game or you don't have your best squad out there then the other teams prey on you and uh, we were in that situation last year we're going to make sure we're not in that situation this year. I was speaking to someone down at Fremantle the other day who was telling me that he he likes being there now because there's a young list and I guess the reality is is that you can teach young players things that maybe maybe are harder to teach to to a, a side full of superstars? Yeah, that's um, it's a good, positive way to look at it. Um, the thing with a side full of superstars is you don't have to teach them too much if they're winning premierships. <laughs> so we don't have to worry too much about it. But if you've got a side full of superstars that aren't playing as a team and therefore not winning the way they should do, then you have to make massive changes because you're not going to get them to change their habits too easily. Yeah. Whereas young players, yes, they... Uh, they're there to learn. They uh, they're there to be moulded into you know what it takes to become a very good team. And uh, with a young squad, that's when you've got that great opportunity. You've got a young list, then John. You've got clear air around you. There's no controversy. There's nothing bubbling away in the background. And and clearly you're you're fresh and focused. But you'd also be keenly aware that for you to stay doing what you're doing, the club has to show considerable improvement. So. I'm not asking about, you know, will you make the finals, that kind of stuff, but how will you measure success this year? Um, the key thing is that there's no doubt uh, success this year does mean we have to win more games. Um, we've got to win more than four games. Uh, I think our squad, with the way it is at the moment, is good enough to certainly win more than four games, and, and we're aiming for that. So improvement in terms of where we finish on the ladder, uh, wins and losses and, and actual performances in games is how we're going to measure it. So we may not make the finals. I would love to make the finals and it's certainly our desire to say, well, right at this stage, there's nothing stopping us. Uh, we've got to have that aim. Um, if we don't make the finals, then we've got to assess the season really on overall performances and uh, whether we achieved in the areas that we're aiming to achieve, did we improve in the areas that we identified and um, take it from there. But uh, you know, it'd be fair to say that we had some thumpings last year which weren't acceptable and four games over the course of the season wasn't acceptable either. 
Do you reckon we as, as members of the crowd are increasingly impatient these days? Because I think everyone understands that, that this is a scenario that works well with you. Work with young players, probably fly under the radar a bit, work really hard and rebuild. And yet, as a public, we are increasingly impatient. We buy the idea of young players until they lose two in a row. So, so, so <laughs> how, right. how do you manage that expectation of fans? Oh, well, that's very, very tough because you, every every oh, you would know, Jeff, there's, a, there's always going to be um, a, a strong split in what people expect. You've got people that would write to the club and view their opinion that the club's on the right track, they're playing the kids, keep doing it, we'll wear the losses and... We know that it's going to bear fruit in a in a couple of seasons' time, and then you've got the other people who just say the team's a disgrace. They're not winning. They're not trying, and uh, we don't care who's playing. And therefore, change the coach, change some of the players, sack those people, and start again. So uh, we understand that our job is to uh, disregard that to a fair extent and make um, <clears throat> our professional calls on what we think we've got to do to get the team to win a premiership as soon as possible. We we love playing finals. We like to be one of the top, uh, one of the higher place sides in the comp, but we also are about winning premierships. And if that means uh, building over three or four years, then you have to do that because a premiership every three, four or seven or eight years is, in this competition, um, very, very successful. Do you feel secure in your job? I feel very secure in my job, yeah, I really enjoy it. I've got unbelievable support around me with uh, the coaching staff and, and the um, administration staff at the West Coast Eagles and I have had you know, since the day I accepted the position and I've got absolute confidence uh, that that the players um, are going to do their best for us again this year. You've got no intention of becoming a pharmacist again, have you? Uh, not at this stage, I don't, no. Could you um, fill a prescription? Uh, I could, yeah, but I'd probably get it double checked. <laughs> and uh, but a great profession to, to fall back into pharmacy. I, I I would enjoy going back to it if uh, if I ever decided to do that. Are you? Um, I mean, I know defeat hurts as much as it probably hurt the the day you played your first of more than two hundred games. But you know, this is your eighth season. Um, as you get older, are you more sort of pragmatic about the ups and downs of it all and winning and losing and those people who write the kind of hate mail and then those people who kind of stick with you through thick and thin? Um, I would like to think so, um, but it doesn't feel that way. It feels like you you still do feel responsible that you want every one of your you know, 50,000 members to be happy every week and satisfied that everything's going well and they know that the club's on track. But... Now, that's an impossible task. You you wonder why the media uh, criticise certain things when you know specifically that you know it's uh, where you're working on in that area. Um, but you also do understand that uh, it's an industry and it's uh, it, it drives a lot of um, uh, jobs and there's a lot of people involved in the AFL through um, support staff, players, uh, and when you take into account your members. Uh, the media, just everything involved is so massive. And um, I think it's only right that people question what they see and the newspapers employ their experts to to write the way they see it, even though they don't have the inside information. They do their best to get it and they do their best to see it and report what they believe the football public should be hearing. Yeah. I I wonder about that that relationship with the media these days. And clearly it, it has changed 
so much. And again, I'm sorry to be hitting you with perspectives I know from Fremantle, but again, talking to someone the other day, um, you know, young Stephen Hill is seen as a very um, a, a, attractive young player at the Dockers. A lot of people think he's going to have a great year. And I think, you know, when Mark Harvey gets asked to name the rookie who thinks he'll have a good year, you know he wants to say Stephen Hill, but but you know that suddenly there are, you know, he's loaded with about five tonnes of consequences <laughs> by going public with those yeah. kind of things. Yeah, I know. That, that's, that's an interesting um, sideline to uh, to all your media stuff. Um, you know, I, I did see some of their stuff uh, where they, they've been asking, obviously, Chris Judd and Ben Cousins, are they looking forward to playing against each other? And, and Chris Judd suggested that at some stage within the game, they might actually directly be a you know, be actually responsible for each other, even though they probably won't be standing right alongside each other. And uh, and that became almost the biggest story that um, Judd's going to play on Cousins. And Can I just note my absolute delight that you've mentioned the name Ben Cousins and I never asked you anything about it? <laughs> which I think is a terrific indication of where everyone's at. Yes. Uh, just on the subject of those rookies, um, will you mention your club's Stephen Hill? Um, yeah, well, we've got great expectations for, for some of our, or well, all our young players. Um, uh, Nick Natnui we can mention fairly freely at this stage because he's injured. And, <laughs> and we've got a few weeks' grace up our sleeve before the spotlight comes on whether he's going to you know, come into the team or not. But... Um, yeah, Tom Swift's been playing really well in the preseason and played some NAB Cup games. And uh, Luke Shuey, uh, you know, we think's got a very, very bright future at the footy club. And I'd like to think all those guys um, can really show what they they're going to offer the club at some stage of this year. John, I've just got a text message from someone who wants me to ask you if you ever talked to Mark Harvey about making Subiaco a house of pain again and how you go about how you go about doing it because it's been a Obviously, last season, it's been a pretty bleak place for, for fans of both clubs. Um, is there a, a way you can actually do that? I know you need to start playing good footy, but uh, is, is there any expectation you have of your fans to make it a difficult place for other teams to come to? The fans certainly um, can play a massive role, and but I don't know if my influence extends that great to have to be able to get the 40,000 chanting constantly but if uh, if there was some drive to get that happening there's no doubt the the opposition come over here and a lot of the times their focus is on silencing the crowd noise so they want to get off to a good start to, to shut the crowd up get the murmurs going that the crowd aren't happy with their own team and believe that that can influence the home team into feeling you know more pressure so if the crowd go against that and keep pumping and getting stuck into the opposition and supporting and really cheering every good thing they see their players do, uh, that keeps that environment up and going. But the key for us is to play good, hard football week in, week out so that the opposition know coming to Subia Oval against a team that's going to take it up to them makes their job very, very tough. Now, I know I've got to let you go because you've got a media conference, but can you save everyone the time and tell us what you're going to say? Well, I'm looking forward to this week. We've been uh, working very hard for round one. Uh, big game against a lot of talk about Vossi. We employed him for a month, gave him his head start in football. Yeah. We've set him up for life. Yeah. So he owes and us. what thanks he's given you. Exactly, he owes us. <laughs> really good to talk to you. I hope. I, I know it's always hard during the season, but I, I hope we might get an opportunity now and then. John Walsford, all the very best for season 2009. Thanks very much, Jeff. John Walsford is the coach, as you know. 
I don't even tell you which team. You just know. Jeff Hutchison. Lucy, hello. I'm in the kitchen. You're in the kitchen. I'm You're pleased. In the kitchen. Oh, good morning, Jeff. Good day, mate. How are you talking to me? I am, Mark. Oh, hello, Jeff. I'm a little bit nervous. Oh, don't be, Robin. <laughs> Mornings with Jeff Hutchison, 720 ABC Perth. Well, coal to Newcastle. Ice to Eskimos, imports to play country footy in WA. We're not talking about a former waffle player heading bush or the odd South Australian chasing a game. We're talking about a group of young Americans from Florida and Minnesota and Kansas who've come halfway around the world looking for a kick. Brent Mergen is one of them. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Jeff. I understand you've been lured to WA to play for Denmark. (laughs) Yeah, Um, all the way down there from Minnesota, up where we had snow two weeks ago. So, yeah, it's a very nice weather down here. Now, how did that all come about? I, I haven't added the other uh, attractive part of the deal. You'll get to work in a supermarket in Albany. Yes, I uh, get to work in a supermarket down there doing some accounting work. So, using my uh, degree from uni that I just finished up in December. Okay, Brent. So, how yeah. has this come about? And it came about, uh, I studied abroad to Frio at the University of Notre Dame down here. Yeah. Then the next step was a week into it, the... Um, the South Frio Football Club got all the study abroad students going on footy. You know, hey, come and check out our sport. We had no clue what it was, and for once it was just uh, to have a little fun and then get into the culture and community. And, well, uh, two years later I'm back here, so. Okay, what are you going to bring to the club, Brent? What kind of footballer are you? Um, kind of one of those hard-nosed ones. Uh, <laughs> I guess... Uh, I come from a gridiron background, so I like to uh, throw some hits and run around with the ball a bit. So. Okay. Of course, you throw some hits and you'll take some hits yep, without yep. We- without wearing padding of any kind. Does that uh, excite you or worry you? Um, a little bit of both. Uh, this last season back in U.S. footy, I broke my nose tackling someone. So, you know, without a helmet on my head, it, it can get dangerous, I guess. You're, a coach's, you're a coach's dream, aren't you? <laughs> We'll see. Uh, you, you talked about U.S. footy. I understand they're going to play the 12th national championships yep. in Ohio this year. How many of those players are expat Australians, or how many are, are young oh. blokes like yourself? Yeah, uh, expat Australians, there's a rule that your team can never have more than half Australians on the field. Um, for us in Minnesota, we've had about six or seven on the team. And uh, then the Yankaroos from down here... From uh, South Frio that uh, stayed abroad here, we annually have about 10 to 15 on the team. So um, when uh, we won the national championship in 2007, a year after I was here studying abroad, we had 10 that started on the field of 18. So Yeah, so yeah. now there's Cameron from Florida, yep. Adam from Orange County, yep. Andrew from Minnesota, yep. um, Brady from Kansas City. Yes. Are you are you the number one international draft pick? <laughs> are you the best of the bunch, Brent? I don't know. I uh, don't even know the other three. And uh, Andrew from Minnesota is one of my mates from uni that I knew for the last four years. So we uh, we have a little competition going between us. Now, uh, when do you play? Your, have you when do you play your first game? Our first game is going to be. I got a bye this week, so in a week on Sunday. Now we know Denmark's a beautiful place, but what's yeah. it, what's its footy like? Do you think? I have no clue. Um, you know, I'm sure they're going to be a great team. It's going to be a great community and environment down there. Um, just going to go down and check it all out, see what it's like, and uh, 
be a part of everything. And uh, if you had to lean towards one football club or the other in this state, which one would it be? The state, uh, probably the Frio Dockers. You're a tremendous man, Brent, yeah. and I wish you all the very best. <laughs> hey, good. Nice to talk to you today. Oh, great. Thank and, you. And have a good season, Brent Mergen, from Minnesota to Denmark.